Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast and happy Wednesday. It is hump day, which is extremely appropriate given the fact that it's also a brazen's brazen, brazen's brazen, brazen's brazen, brazen's brazen day. Bryce is here. Strice is here. Jackie's here. Jackson Claude are here. Claude is here. There's a lot going on. Double the strice, double the fun. Double the toast. We have an amazing episode today, and I don't just say that lightly, you know? You don't. You Not don't. only is it a You sound like me. No, I know, but I never say it. So I think that when I say it, it has gravitas. And when I say it, it's meaningless. Just because, you know, it's like the boy who cried amazing episode. But let's be real. Every episode is amazing. Took the words right out of my mouth. It's true, but I can guarantee... Or your money back. <laughs> but today's episode. You're going to like what you hear. You're going to like I what you hear. I guarantee it. Here's why. Okay. It's hump day, which always just gives an amazing energy. Puts a little oomph, a little oomph in our day. Two, we had a very long weekend. So we are refreshed. We are excited. And we have a lot to say to each other. Because not only were there not two episodes Monday and Tuesday, but they happened to be like earth shattering, breaking news, life changing days. Which leads me to point number three. Great stories. Five out of five are 10 out of 10. And Dear Toasters, which is always a good time, helping the youth. Yes. So between those four bullet points that we have just laid out to you, I think we have made the case for why this will be a fantastic episode. And the verdict is amazing show. <laughs> amazing Shaw, guilty. Ooh, Fanny. Brass and stress. <laughs> you guys, we have so much to talk about. Before we get into the stories, let's talk about the real stories here. Me and you. <laughs> How Before are you? we talk about the stars, let's talk about the true stars. And it's been so long. We celebrated your birthday. Oh my God. And you no longer had the birthday blues. You had a birthday blowout. And I had you a... need to tell everyone what we did and how you feel. So I spoke like for the week leading up to my birthday that I hate my birthday. I'm not doing anything for my birthday. Which you do every single year. Yeah. And then we're all obligated to, you know, put on a tight dress and go to the club. Please. You wore a collared shirt. No, that's why this year was different from all other years. It's true. So, you know, the day before my birthday, or the day before the Saturday night, my birthday was Sunday. So I was like, on Friday night, I'm like, I have to do something. And there actually were like a decent amount of my friends in, in the city. Not everyone, but a good amount. And I wanted to be not like other girls because I'm not. <laughs> um, <laughs> and instead of throwing like a party, like whatever, I decided to do something a little different, you know, channel my inner Seneca Lake days at Camp Seneca Lake. They would always spring on us for evening activity, a mystery bus ride. And we usually went to like Dougie's for food or it was pretty much always Dougie's, which was good, by the way. <laughs> Not complaining. Not complaining. But every time we were like, I wonder where we're going. You're going to Dougie's, bitch. Shut up. <laughs> um, and if you haven't eaten Dougie's, like you haven't lived. 
it's like kosher, like fast food. It's so good. Yeah. Whatever. So I was like, let me do a mystery bus ride. Cause honestly I love a party bus. And sometimes the party bus is more fun than lo the location mm -hmm. of the party. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get a party bus. Everyone who's in town just come and then I'll like find a location for everyone. Um, and so I went through a lot of different ideas. I thought about maybe doing an escape room, which, cause I've never done one, but escape rooms, or at least the ones I found in the city, like don't have like a bar. So like after you do the escape room, like you just go home. Like it made no sense. With all your new knowledge. Right. <laughs> With all your escapism. So I was like, okay, not that. I was trying to think of like fun, different, maybe top golf. Once again, here we are advocating for a top golf in the city. The, for the closest one is an hour and a half away in Edison, New Jersey, which I don't want to make people be on a bus for an hour and a half. A mystery bus ride is fun, but not that fun. No. And like you go extra slow in a bus. So Google maps is like, yeah, if you're in a sedan, but they're not giving me the party bus ETA. It was probably more like two hours. You have to drive slower. You can't go on certain roads, you know? Yeah. That was like when we took a big party bus to Foxwoods and on the way home, we took a path that wouldn't allow our truck and we were driving around Connecticut trying to find our way out for so long. We took so the path long. of most resistance. We really did. So I was like, all right, I want to keep it in the city. I don't want to inconvenience anyone. And I was just doing my research. And this is not even sponsored. I actually paid a lot of money, a little too much. That was my only complaint about the venue. Extremely expensive. Um, to go to Bolero in Chelsea Piers, which is Bullmore rebranded. It is obviously a bowling alley, but it's like a full bar, full arcade laser tag. And I was just like, let's embrace. Because, you know, as I was saying on the toast last week, we're all a child at heart, you know? Yes, you and I were think, saying that. And I think that was like the inspiration for my party. So I didn't tell anyone where we were going. We all met at my house, got on the bus. It was like alcohol, spritz, music, and everyone was trying to guess. It's funny how literally everyone thought I was taking them to Atlantic City, which is a good idea. But like, do you think I would really make you sit on this bus for four hours? Like, that's the kind of friend you think no, I am? and it's like taking your friends on like a mystery trip to a whole other state and city like that. It's like, do you think you're Kim Kardashian? Like, oh, thank you, by the way. just like going to Chelsea Piers. Thank you. Like... I'm a podcaster, okay? Like, please, times are tough. Um, and, like, do they think they were coming back? I would have told them to pack out an overnight right. bag. No, like, like they, I think they might have thought, like, you had clothes for them there. Yeah, like no, Jackie, <laughs> literally every single person thought we were, like, and fully confirmed, they weren't even, like, we already know. I'm like, you know? That's so funny. And I'm like, okay, if we were going to Atlantic City, I would have made us leave at, like, 6 o'clock, not 10 p.m. Like, it was, people are so dumb, Okay. <laughs> So then uh, Jackie actually had the great idea because I wanted to make, you know, the mystery bus fight a, a, more of an adventure. And I wanted people to start guessing where we were going. So you had the great idea to play a song, um, like different songs to clues. Like, give clues. Right. So the first song I played was Bowling for Soup 1985, which just got the fucking crowd lit the fuck up. It slapped every single person on the bus who everyone's so different, different ages. Everyone knew every single lyric. I had no idea I knew every single lyric, Me but either. I did. And then when I finished it, everyone was like, we're going bowling. I'm like, kind of. So then I played um, like the number one song by Major Lazer, which I don't even know what. Lean on. Yeah, I don't know. How does it go? We all need someone to, to lean, lean on. Do, 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 do. So then everyone was loving that song. And then they were like, Major Lazer. I'm like, yes. Someone said laser tag. I'm like, yes. Then right before we pulled up, I just typed in Arcade Fire and played the top song. And I didn't know it, but Kristen's husband, Pete, was like, we're going to an arcade. And I was like, yes, Pete, we've got bowling. We've got arcade. We've got laser tag. I've got socks for everyone. Get off the bus. It's party time. We went, we had so much fun. Cause like if you're so many people at the bowling place, they give you like a little package where it's open bar, which just makes everything more fun. So we had bowling alleys. People were in the arcade. We did a big game of laser tag where like I actually almost went into cardiac arrest. It's like not nearly as laborious. It was way more labor intensive than I remember. I could have told you. I sat out the laser tag. Yeah. Cause I just knew. Plus that vest you have to put on your chest. Like, 
ugh. Yeah. And I would have gotten a clogged duct. It's way too heavy. A hundred percent. So for that reason, you I were have out. to sit out. So we did that for a couple hours and then we went to the club. It was like the perfect combo of like good family friendly fun, partying. People are saying, Ben's friend Matt said that it was the best birthday party he's been to in 10 years. In the decade. That's what he said. What was the party 10 years ago? That I don't know. But like I beat. must murder the person. So that <laughs> mine. Actually, that would only make their party even better. Like It was their last great hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so maybe I'll just Before they I'll, were murdered. I'll leave it as is. Leave it as is. It's so funny. It was so fun. And like I haven't bowled in so long. And that's how you know that the world is healing and that COVID is over if if I am bowling and sticking my fingers into those holes. It's really disgusting. It was so disgusting, but I sanitized after every trip down the alley. Yeah. And you were very good. I was very good. Everyone's always so surprised when I'm just so competent Athletic. at everything and I, not to like be that person but it's it's we talk about this all the time like I am not great at anything but I am good at everything what would you rather be I would say you're great at being Bryce's mom you're mm. great at being Harold's you know, mom you know what I mean you're an amazing podcaster stop, you're actually stop. an excellent excellent dancer like above oh, average that's true so uh, don't put yourself down girly that's, no but I can do a little bit of everything but um, I don't like excel at one particular skill like okay. like how you sing you right know? and yeah and act and comedy yeah yeah but it's nice because then like whenever we're doing something I, I I can hold my own and if we had gone to an escape room even though it would kill me to play a game like I would have cracked it of course like you would literally need to do escape rooms professionally you would be so good at it you're so smart mostly because like, I just want to get out of there so like I'll just figure it out for you're everyone motivated I'm very motivated also the funniest thing happened while we were bowling because there was a, a lot of food which was delicious and gorgeous and in, in between like every time I was bowling obviously I would sanitize or wash my hands before I picked up food because it was really like finger food from the common space right which is like there's nothing grosser than bowling and bowling plus eating is like not, it's wrong it's you shouldn't do it and I heard Ben say he was like don't use your bowling hand he was yelling at his friend Victor he's like don't use your bowling hand for the food I'm like thank you Ben please yes. no one use your bowling hand for the food it's no. gross he goes not gross grease you'll get grease in the ball and you won't be able to bowl as well Oh, because I was going to say, if Ben is warning us on hygiene, like we are in trouble. He was not. He was warning because he was worried how it was going to affect your game if you had grease That's on your fingers. so Ben, I by was the way. Just like, well, at least we have the common goal the right. same. Right. Well, also, um, just major shout out. Like the food was literally so good. I People are still talking about the honey mustard sauce. Like people are like quaking to get the recipe. Yeah, no, the cheese flatbread was really good when it was hot is what I'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was great. I feel like I, I did my birthday really well. I and and Sunday was your actual birthday, and we had great family time, which is just like my kind of birthday. You Me sit too. around, cake, eating, Beauty cake. and the Beast, yep. rolled. Mm. I pretty much spent my whole birthday with Rolled because I was with him all day Saturday and Sunday. And honestly, I think that's why I'm feeling so like at peace with my birthday. You know what you were doing this weekend? Rolling. Rolling. Rolling on the rhythm. No, actually, I was kind of rolling in the deep. Actually, and this is actually a good segue. I was on the rolled again. I just can't wait to get on the rolled again. And speaking of, I am going on the road again. Yes, you are. Please tell us, you guys. I'm so happy that I can announce to you yeah. that Claudia's N-Log tour continues. Because I saw the final show and then I saw it and I was like, more people need to see this. A hundred percent. So honestly, when I first announced like a new tour, I was like so insecure coming off of dirty jeans I felt DJT. like DJT I, I felt didn't like, think we could get better than DJT and know? I really felt like it was a fluke like I put all my funny stories everything into one and like it was just gonna live in infamy just forever so you know, that's how everyone feels about everything authors and their first book 
you know? With the first, yeah. With the first. So then, like, when my team was like, let's put together another tour, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really, oh Whoa, my God. Oh my God, she was so verklempt I'm when sorry. the team said it. I was trying to grab my lipstick. She was verklempt. I was, um, I was really, like, just being conservative. I'm like, let's do smaller venues, less shows. Like, I'm just not confident in my abilities and then after like the first 10 or 15 shows I'm like oh my god I'm literally born to do this I'm the funniest person alive like the fact that other comedians even bother getting up in the morning is hilarious um and then towards the end I was like we need to do more so now I feel like confident so if you're I'll sorry so it's the same show so if you've already seen it you're more than welcome to come again but it's not new material I'm gonna finish out this year with this material because I really feel like more people should see it agreed and I then sh- I need to see it again so it's seared into my memory so this week there will be three shows announced that are just local shows it's Red Bank New Jersey New Haven Connecticut and West Hampton because I'm like literally Wait, say that again I wasn't paying attention Red Bank New Jersey great New Haven Connecticut awesome West Hampton New York the Hamptons no like literally am I Who's famous in the Hamptons? John Bon Jovi. No. Jerry Springer. Am I? Hmm. Can you think of a good? Like people like live out there. Celebrities yeah. are always like out Gwyneth there. Like Gwyneth is always. You know who's been spotted in the Hamptons recently? Who? Amber Heard. Dining <laughs> at Le Bill Bouquet in Sag Harbor. And shopping at TJ Maxx in, in the Hamptons. Oh, really? I think at Bridgehampton Commons. Where you got your sneakers? Oh, my God. So uh, Zach went to Bridgehampton Commons TJ Maxx for me, and I needed sneakers because I forgot to pack them because I forgot to pack everything because I have a baby. And he was fully packed and had right. outfits for days. For months. He right. could have stayed. Um, and he came back with all this stuff for me, and like it was so premium. I'm like so jealous of your sneakers every time you wear them. I love them. They're Adidas sneakers, and I, they're so comfortable. No, TJ Maxx is everything, and obviously Amber Heard knows that. So those are the three shows announcing this week, and then when's West Hampton? Just in case I wanted to like make a weekend in the Hamptons. I want to say August twelfth. Oh, it, it's soon. Hamptons in the summer. Of course. Wow. It's gonna be lit, and it's a Friday night, so like we can go out afterwards. It's gonna be so fun. And then the rest of the shows, I just want to get those local shows out. No offense in to Red Bank and New Haven; those are gonna be premium as well. As well, yeah. And then all the places I didn't go, you know, like Charlotte, my my favorite city in the world, Charlotte. Um, I want to name some others, but I honestly don't want to say the incorrect one. And I can't remember which ones we decided to go with and which ones we didn't. Okay, but just on behalf of a certain um, geographical location, could I ask if there will be a Nashville show? Oh, um, yes, there will. <laughs> okay, good. I was that worried was. For- that was the impetus behind the whole second tour. Like, the Nashville Toasters basically um, came to my house and s- slaughtered my throat and, like, <laughs> killed my family. Um, so then I was like, all right, well, I have to add Nashville. So let's add a bunch more. Great. I'm so happy for the Nashville Toasters. I never stopped fighting for you. She didn't ever. Not once. Nary not once. Yeah. I was like, you can go back on the road as long as you're going to Nashville. So all those shows will be announced coming soon. But this week, there are some local shows. And I'm really excited, even though, like, now, like, the pit starts again. Yes, but you live for the pit. You know, and you live for the drama. Um, I resent that, and I don't. No, but you do. It's just like how even with MSG, like you were so nervous, so nervous. You were pooping. I can't wait till I'm pooping and I don't have a show ahead of me. And then you were deeply depressed when it was over. That's actually so fucking true. So you like it. And that's d- part of being the performer. I love it. I that's love it. That's why you are born to perform. Only I only get like a really big pit when I haven't performed in a while. Because people are always like, do you get nervous to be in front of... The amount of people, the scale of what I'm doing never, like, gets me. It's always, will I remember what joke comes next? Like, always the structure of the show. Even though I literally wrote it, it's embedded in me. I, I'm always nervous. I'm going to, like, literally just blank. Mm. And I have blanked before, but you would never know it because I'm such a consummate professional. Well, that's because you're just funny. So even if you didn't remember, you know, the thing you were supposed to say, you say anything and it's funny. Right, right. But I just, like, I'm really hard on myself about, like, remembering everything to go in order. Yeah, and that's really hard for you considering you My can't memory. remember anything. I should have literally gone into any other business, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
So Enlog is coming back, and that's kind of like the breaking news of the day, you know, yeah. like kind of the week. I feel like that's really what everyone's talking about. I agree. Now they will be, now that you told them. 100%. Great. Well, I feel like we've covered everything from yeah. the long weekend. Yeah. Oh, I read such a cute book last night. Oh. I actually read in, like... Like in one night? Yeah, I probably I stayed up till three finishing it. You're like, it was so good. You're being on a really big reading kick, and I'm so proud of you, and I... I I'm actually shocked that it's lasted this long. Usually you go like a week, you read a lot, you read enough bad books that you go back to TV. And then I don't read for six months. Right, but you're still on your reading kick. So I why am. Don't you share? And I actually finished my book and started a new one, so I have some updates as this well. This is like a classic book everyone's been telling me to read. And like I started it and it was so dumb. I'm like, this is embarrassing. I got 3% in. I was like, I can't. And then last night I just could not find something to read. So I just I was like, let me pick it back up because I hate having unfinished books. What's it called? The Love Hypothesis. Oh my God, that's all over Goodreads. And it's one of those books that I just won't read for the sake of it. Jackie, it was so cute. Like Ben really? at midnight, Ben was like, "Can we please go to bed?" I'm like, "Yeah." I couldn't go to bed. I'm like, I had, I was like maybe 75, percent but I still had an hour and a half left, and I was like tossing and turning. I'm like, "Let me just finish this fucking book." And I literally stayed up till three. It was so cute. It was a the ending bothered me a little. Like she was just like dragging it out a little bit, and like everyone in the book was scientists, so like there was like so many science like <laughs> metaphors and like it was like a like a little too much science, but. It was really cute. Like, it was adorable. I loved it. So it's worth all the hype and every list that it's on and why Goodreads is always pushing it. And it's, like, always everywhere. Yeah. Okay, good. It I'm glad. So I'm glad that quality books are the ones that are being pushed forward like that. Not books like, no offense, the people you meet on vacation. Agreed. I hated that book. And now I won't read um, Beach Read or her new one, Book Lovers, because it just wasn't for me. There was so much hype. And I finished it and it was like cute and whatever. I'm like, but this is the book everyone's they quaking were sweating over. the whole time. I know. Oh my God. It was like kind of gross. Yeah. Um, what did you read? So I finished Tom Segura's book. He's a comedian and a podcaster and a parent. So it was a perfect thing. And he's, I think they spoke about this. He's married yes. to Christina P. We did. So I'm like now such a big fan of theirs. No, we just keep talking about them till. Tom reaches out because Christina already has. And it's funny because like we podcast sort of in a vacuum like and actually we're friends with a lot of the other like female podcasters but we don't really know any of the other comedy podcasters. Yeah because we are a pop culture comedy podcast and when it comes to like our social life we know the other pop culture podcasts. Yeah. We really don't know the other like comedian podcasters. Right that are on the charts alongside us. And when Except I, for Heather McDonald. Yeah but when I. She's pop culture. Yeah when I picked up his book and it's like he has two podcasts one your mom's house which then I looked at the cover art I always see it and the other one two bears one cave that's which always I, on the always charts. on the charts so it's so, so nice to like now know the people and appreciate their work you're knowing your as neighbors we sit alongside them so I and then the other people are like Conan and those guys from the office yeah um Tim Dillon Tim Dillon who I love yeah He's actually my favorite comedian I know. so to be alongside him it's, it's, it's simply an honor. an honor it's just an honor to see our photo side by side sometimes no when I think about like the male comedy podcast podcasters like you'll send me clips of like things you find funny or I'll just see them on TikTok or Instagram reels and they're always saying like crazy outrageous things and like of course I find it so funny but I also find it shocking that like they say the most crazy things like completely unaffected and like we are like I'm like kept up at <laughs> night by like one thing I said six months ago that like I I didn't mean and it was like did people think I take it the wrong way is BuzzFeed gonna write an article about it like and these other like mostly male podcasters are just off saying the f most fucking insane like controversial shit I'm like I wonder if they like are kept up at night no I, I think we just have really different audiences I think so too you know yeah so it was a really good book, five stars, book of short stories, if you're into comedy, uh, 
recommend highly I actually recommend it to you too and then I started two nights ago the Hotel Nantucket by Ellen Hildebrand it's her new book and I'm six percent in and she she hooked me yeah she's that one's on my list the writing is just like fast you will like it in the first chapter I really like Ellen Hildebrand but like homegirl could cut a few pages if it wouldn't kill her it wouldn't kill her at all (laughs) yeah I guess but she you know she does what she does and it's working for her. Yeah, obviously. Like, she's like, who the fuck is this? Shut up, girl. You wrote one <laughs> book, and it was literally five pages long. Oh, um, Prime Day's over, but I hope you guys were able to get a copy of my book on Prime Day. What'd you get on Prime Day? I got... What the fuck did I get? I, I finally, a- all day I was looking for things and this happens to me every Prime Day where I'm like, I need stuff. So I invent stuff that I need and, and then I put it in my cart and I usually don't get anything. So I'm like, I don't need this crap. Why mm-hmm. would I buy it? Then I did buy like two things yesterday dumb things nothing primey even by the time I clicked to buy the deal was over right 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 because there's like a little countdown but I had a really good idea for prime day that I shared with you you yesterday because prime day like the lead up it's overwhelming and then then people have things that they think they want to get and then I think a lot of people like quake under the pressure it's so much pressure and don't end up really fulfilling their Prime Day dreams. So here's what I propose to Amazon, if anyone's listening. Prime Day is too much pressure. Everyone's shopping at the same time, and, like, we're all verklempt. And I think that every Amazon Prime user should have their own individual Prime Day whenever they choose. Maybe they like get their one day per year. They say, Jeff, put me in, coach. I'm ready to Prime. I know what I need right now. I'm right. in a place where I need things, and I want to use all my Prime Day savings today. Yeah. Well, then also it creates like this. So I got a new Kindle. I took a lot of recommendations and I ended up getting the Oasis. Did I wind up getting a new Kindle? I meant to. Right. Well, here's my dilemma. I have the Kindle Paperwhite. I love it so much, but it's crapping out. I had to restart it the other night because it looked like, you know, a TV static machine. I restarted it and now it works. But I do have a Kindle Oasis that was meant to be Zach's that he didn't use. So now it's mine. And I could always move to that. So I do have a backup Kindle. You don't need it. You I don't, don't need, need to get a new one. I, but I kind of want a new paper white because I did read two books on the Oasis and it wasn't enough to hook me. Yeah, so I got it. And I also got a new knife set because like I was literally uh, cutting too. an apple the other day, like a chain, like a saw, like it was a piece of wood. It was like back, forth, back. You it was look like a piece of wood. <laughs> you look like a piece of wood. Honestly, Shaws of Sunset getting canceled is a disgrace to humanity. It's a disgrace to the culture and it's a disgrace to women who are actually beautiful. And to women who look like piece of wood. You look like, there's so many, like literally when I'm with my friends from high school, all we do is quote Shaws of Sunset. It's so funny. You look like piece of wood. Your cans look sick. When MJ got to the altar, her husband looked at her and was like, your cans look sick. I know. You know what other cans look sick? Spritz Society. Yeah. By the way, I just want to say, I was drinking peach Spritz Society at your birthday, and I, Fulmar, turn this off if you're listening. I snuck a few cans <laughs> in for did. myself because it was just my drink of choice, and yeah. I didn't want to have a watered-down vodka soda. That's yeah. not going to happen. Like, I never get out. I want a fucking Spritz. Uh-huh. And I put it in my purse, and everybody was jealous of, of me. Of course. And it was so delicious. I haven't had a night out on peach yet. I've, I've like, had one, tasted them. We had the uh, influencer event, but, like, to party on peach... No, this is like the third time I've been out with Spritz. Like in the party bus, when we did, um, when we were in the Hamptons, we went to Bounce. They, Bounce was carrying Spritz. Like we had it at the club. It's just a perfect drink, like for a club. It's a great chaser for a shot of tequila. It's a great thing to drink when you don't want to like keep drinking hard alcohol. Yeah, and it's a great when you're like the granny in the group, but you want to drink, but just like not aggressively. Right. Oh my God, it was a delight. I had such a great evening. I didn't have a hangover, but I was like with everyone partying and it was so 
tasty, tasty. Code toast. Also, you know peach is now in Total Wine. Oh, yes. We're rolling out in stores now, so check your local Total Wine. But if you don't have a local Total Wine, go to spritzsociety.com slash toast. Um, also, this is so random. I just found out like a piece of trivia that I wanted to share. You found out a piece of wood? <laughs> Do you know what RSVP stands for? No. And have you ever thought about what it stands for? No. Respond soon. Very pleased. Literally, I thought the same thing. <laughs> no. Respondez, s'il vous plaît. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I didn't know RSVP was French. I know. And it's funny how RSVP has become a verb, so nobody even remembers that it's an acronym, and like maybe we should be thinking about what it stands for. Oh, my God. Respondez, s'il vous plaît. Respondez, s'il vous plaît. Oh, my God. Thank you for that I think fun that fact. actually RSVPBN... Respondez, s'il vous plaît, bonne nuit. Thank you for that fun fact. You're welcome. Now I feel like maybe it'll come up in like Jeopardy or something. I didn't know that I spoke French. Precisely. The morning Christini. Yeah. We should do a fun fact of the day. Like Snapple. Snapple. Since they changed their cans. No, let's talk about the whole thing. Let's talk about the things people need us to talk about. So Diet Snapple, which has been literally the greatest beverage on the planet since Earth's genesis... Um, since literal Genesis, literally has gone through a change. Now, the first change is that if you go to your store, you will not find diet Snapple. It's called Z- diet Snapple, zero no. sugar. No, it's not. It's called Snapple, zero sugar. Sorry, Snapple, zero sugar. Cause I guess the word diet is like a slur now. Um, <laughs> so don't be confused because I did Instacart and these things arrived and on Instacart, it said Diet Snapple. And then when it arrived, it said Snapple. I'm like, oh my God, I, I would never drink. Not that I care about like calories, but like. It's really too sugary. I don't even know what it tastes like because to me, it's like drinking acid. Like you just, you obviously drink Diet Snapple. What sociopath drinks regular Snapple? Like it's psychotic to me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't use this. And then I looked on the back and it was like low-cal, big flob, five calories. I'm like, wait. Snapple was Diet Snapple was zero calories. Is this the new Diet Snapple? They added five calories to be like to appease like diet culture. It's always had that. Oh, I thought it always said zero. Uh, no, it's always had like negligible amount of calories. Right. Okay. Whatever. So Fun I was fact. just like, oh my god, I had to do like the the research on my own to realize that Diet Snapple doesn't exist anymore. It's Snapple zero sugar. You had to educate yourself. I had to, I had to humble myself and educate <laughs> myself. And I just think it's really <laughs> dumb because like if something's perfect, don't change it. I, I agree. And by the way, we miss glass bottles. They nothing was tastier. Nothing like these. This still tastes good. But yeah, like, they do still taste. good. It doesn't taste the same if you can't go. Right. You know, you can't get a little glass in your bottle. No, yeah, no, breaking like, the bottle. I mean, have you ever dropped a full 12, ca- 12 case of Snapple in your kitchen floor and it shattered completely? Because I have. Oi, maybe yeah. that's why they stopped doing glass. It's worth the risk. It's worth the risk. But I will say it still tastes pretty good. And the new bottles have a saying that has just taken over my life, which is locale big flav. Locale big flav. <laughs> and I think they mean flavor. Yeah. Flav. Or flav, but F L A V is flav. <laughs> So that's added a lot of joy to my everyday. And Every I, time I see it, I chuckle. I just feel like this whole like diet culture conversation has taken on like a life of its own because like, yes, are there parts of diet culture that are so toxic? Yes. But is having the word diet in your like beverage title like going to have a negative impact on people? Like, no. No. And there are parts of everything that are so toxic. Did you see those accountants cheating <laughs> on their CPA exam? I did. Like, um, either. The ethics part, no less. Either engage less. or disengage. Yeah. Some people like diet culture. Right. That's true. Some people, like, 
diets have helped them. Right, no, for sure. It's just like, it's... And I just don't think, like, the problem with diet culture is going to be solved with Snapple changing their name. At least they kept Big Flav. So true. <laughs> for those of us who love Flav. For the Flav culture, which is so toxic, for by the way. flavor Flav. Flavor of love. Oh, man, don't get me started. I'll go into my Tiffany Pollard monologue. I prefer Flavor of love, but that's me too. just me. Me too, because we're women of taste, obviously. Yeah, and you know what? Like, maybe we should get into the Fast Five story. Sure, I just want to say I didn't meet Flavor Flav. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, at a Simon's wedding. wedding. He wasn't even at the wedding. The wedding was at a hotel, and he just happened to be at the bar, and I went to the bathroom, and he was standing there with a clock. And I'm like, is that Flavor Flav? And did you say, what time is it? Summertime. No, I said, what time is it? Flavor time. It's our vacation. What What time time is is it? Flavor time. Time of our lives. Screens out. Land and shout. Okay, we could go on, but I think maybe you're right. Right? Like, there's so much to talk about today. I'm sure people are tuning in because they want to. Skip, 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 (laughs) skip. I hope you didn't because everything that we said needed to be said. So important. No, but actually. But actually. You think I was joking? I don't know. You think I don't take this seriously? (laughs) You, like, rolled your eyes, so it's hard to No, that's my new personality, you know, like, like, quirky girly. Oh, cute. Yeah. I like that. I'm trying on new personalities for size. Yeah, I like the original recipe, but I'm sure you'll realize this at the end of your journey. That's so but sweet. But you still have to go on it yeah, to realize who you really are so is true. enough. So true. Okay, without further ado, do, 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 where are you? <laughs> he is sleeping soundly. Do, 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 do. So is Brew. Right next to his mommy. That was good. Ended there, like, on a high. It is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Sports Society. SportsSociety.com. You can use code TOAST. We've got five fabulous flavors of our sparkling, sparkling wine-based. <laughs> it's because of flab that you said Sparkling that. wine-based cocktails. Uh, we got peach. We got grapefruit. We got lemon. We got pineapple. We got blood orange. They're so delicious. It's the drink of the summer. Drink it in a can. Pour it over ice. You'll have the best time. Alfresco dining. Love you. Available in select locations in Chicago, Illinois, in California, in Massachusetts, in in Florida, in Texas. We're at Total Wine. We're at BevMo. So check the store locator on the website if you want to go into the store. But you can also order it online. Yeah, super simple. Super simple. Our first story, the big story of the day, though there are many big stories, I would say this is the biggest. I'm curious what you consider the biggest. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Jen Shaw pleads guilty in fraud case. I actually would consider the Fanny story the bigger story, but maybe that's just because I'm so invested in it. Perhaps. I just feel like this is it. This is the big news. Jen Shaw pleaded guilty on Monday in her federal fraud case, according to court documents obtained by page six. Shaw appeared in front of U.S. District Judge Sidney Stein at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time in Manhattan Federal Court for a surprise hearing, during which she changed her previous not guilty plea. She pled guilty to count one conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with telemarketing. The U.S. attorney agreed to drop count two, conspiracy to commit money laundering. The judge made sure Jen understood the change and that she faces a maximum penalty of 30 years in prison and five years of supervised release. But her plea agreement called for only 11 to 14 years behind bars and restitution of up to $9.5 million. Prior to the one count being dropped, she had faced 50 years in prison and was scheduled to go on trial July 18th. Her sentencing is now scheduled for November, so we continue to wait. But she has pled guilty. So, I mean, when you plead guilty, I think mostly that's because you agree to a deal. Mm -hmm. It lessers your sentence. So, um, I think it's pretty much certain now she will be doing some time in prison. It's just a matter of how much time that is. Um, And if 
you plead guilty, that means there's no trial, there's no cross-examination. Like, she just gets sentenced, and her sentence will be in November. Yeah. So this is so unexpected and so crazy, not because I don't think she's guilty. I think there's literally no shadow of a doubt in my mind that she is guilty, but because she's so, like, indignant and, like, so... um almost like patronizing in her innocence you know she's gonna fight for all the people who've ever been wronged so the fact that she admitted to herself let alone her lawyers and the government and the world that she's guilty that's what's so shocking to me about this not the fact that she's guilty I wouldn't be surprised if she takes the route of saying that she took a plea deal because she like couldn't win and that she's still innocent but you know she didn't have a choice made the best choice and made the best choice yeah, I could and see that I too. would not be surprised if she maintains her innocence socially right but in the court it just was the best sense legally the best decision legally though I agree with you like I think she's guilty you know Stu was gonna testify against right. her like there even if they went to trial likely she would have been proven guilty but somehow like admitting guilt just you know she's for the just sake so of stubborn it, she's so stubborn yeah the I mean the odds were so stacked against her like the case against her is so strong and then her assistant slash partner slash whatever he is turning on her and agreeing to testify against her to save his ass was like the final nail in the coffin and even then she didn't even blink or act like it made a big deal because made a difference because she was so innocent it's it's really so crazy and I'm just curious you know what her sentencing is going to be yeah because the plea deal like calls for 11 to 14 years so she's going to jail for, for a years. minimum of 11 years right or like a maximum of 14 years but still it's gonna be even one year two years no she will years. be in prison she will be in prison and her crimes like i can't help but compare them to Teresa's. her crimes are way worse than Teresa's because Teresa's were self-serving the only person Teresa was frauding was the government and honestly We've all thought about it once or twice, you know, evading your taxes. They weren't stealing money from other people. Like, Jen was taking, not only was she stealing money from innocent people, a lot of them, it was particularly vulnerable communities. I can't imagine a judge feeling sympathetic no. to a person like that. Right, and I don't think her presence on the show helped helps garner sympathy because she doesn't seem apologetic. You know, she's very indignant. And the life she was leading was so outrageous then when you really think about like these just poor like that's some old what, someone's retirement fund was your handbag purse. right it makes it so much worse and like even with Teresa like what you really could see a world in which she's not the brightest bulb in the shed like you could see a world in which she was taken advantage of by her husband and at the end of the day the only people they were defrauding were the government like I can't imagine, even if she had gone to trial, I think it would have been so much worse because you don't know who a jury is made up of. Someone has a mom who was taken advantage. You know, like, so I can't imagine a scenario in which a judge doesn't impose, like, a maximum sentence because not only are, they're financial crimes and there's no, like, you know, nobody's dead, but it's so egregious. Like, yeah. the targeting of vulnerable communities, the disabled, the elderly, like, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. And so I think we've all known, you know, she was likely guilty. Now she's admitting guilt. And my question is, what is Bravo going to do? Here you have a housewife who just said that she is guilty of defrauding these vulnerable elderly people. Right. Does that cause for being fired? Are you going to film her tomorrow? Like, really? Does this take up good TV? That's so fucked to me. Like, I can't help but think of Jenny Wen, you know? Oh, because they're the same franchise. Like, mm-hmm. she got fired for her Tweets. political opinions mm-hmm. and unsavory opinions. Whereas Jen Shah has just admitted that she did these things, these terrible things. Crimes. She's facing up to 14 years in prison, yet still they're going to keep a camera on her. That's a really interesting 
point, I totally, literally, if you never brought up Jenny Wen's name ever again, she, I would never have remembered her because she was so irrelevant and she should have been fired for being irrelevant. She popped into my head this morning and I was like, hmm. Right. And now the Jen thing has totally eclipsed Jenny. So like nobody even remembers Jenny. But that's a fair point because, because Jenny Wen was just guilty of not speaking correctly. Right. Whereas like, yeah, Jen Cha. But see, like Jenny Wen also wasn't adding literally any value know, to the show. I know. So it's more nuanced than that. No, but it's not. When it comes to like hiring and firing based on crimes or perceived right. crimes it's not about who's more entertaining otherwise leanne would still be on the show that's so true okay it's like so hard to argue with you because like you're just like right um but i'm nevertheless she persisted let me just continue i know but i do agree with you but also at the end of the day like bravo's bottom line is ratings is entertainment and that's the whole this literally the story was breaking news it okay was the so then deal. why was leanne fired why was stassi fired she's rating she's entertainment mm. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, no, because, well, Bravo released a statement with Jenny Wen, and they released a statement with Stassi, too, is that they don't want to be associated with those types of behaviors. But they want to be associated with this. I think, yes, I think they do, actually. That's okay. the, that, that I actually think they do. Okay. Like, for real. Like, it, it's salacious. And people don't look at it the way that we look at it, which is, like, so unethical, like, so immoral what she did. They look at it as, like, this juicy. juicy. Same with Erica Jane. Yeah, but I think people are able to separate it because it was Erica Jane's husband. If this was Sharif, we would not be having this conversation. Of course. Right. But also, no, I feel like And even Teresa, it was Joe. More Yes, I don't even Teresa kind of is like irrelevant to the conversation to me. But I think that um people are more angry at Erica than they are at Jen. Than they are at Jen. I agree. I think also people like want to see Erica fail go down and like they have a reason now yeah a real reason yeah no I think the conversation is particularly nuanced and I I'm not sure what the right answer is because this is what we talk about all the time when it comes to cancel culture like there's a difference between you know saying something bad and doing something bad you know one of them is a crime and the other is just like you know unpopular so the energy that we reserve for people who have old tweets or people whose political opinions we don't like or people who have posted things that we don't agree with, like, is so much bigger. That energy we have to cancel them is always, like, so much bigger than the energy we have for people who actually, like, do horrendous things. Like, yeah. illegal crimes who hurt other people. Mm -hmm. And that's where cancel culture is flawed because if only we had the type of energy for... Um, let me think of a good example. Hold on. If only we had the type of energy that we have for Dave Chappelle. That, that, let's channel that energy towards like a Chris Brown, you know? Mm -hmm. Who actually like hurts women on the daily. Mm -hmm. As opposed to Chappelle who considers himself an artist and this is his art, you know? Yeah. So it, it is complex. It is. Not to me really, but I can see how in, yeah, in Bravo might find itself confused. And I think Bravo does ha has no problem associating themselves with crime, honestly. Like... I don't think they find it nearly as abhorrent as like Jenny Wen or Stassi. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. And I, I mean, I'll, I'm curious to see what they do. They probably won't do anything, but they're they not going to do anything. No fucking scruples. It's not no motherfucking scruples. It's, they're not going to do anything. This is the biggest story in the world and they're at the center of it and they're not going to, you know, put their morals on blast and be like, oh no, we couldn't possibly. Like everyone's talking about it. It's a new franchise. Like for networks, like the bottom line is the bottom line, you know? But I think they've hurt their own bottom line in the past. 
in you know service of their so-called values yeah perhaps perhaps so that's that on that we'll see you in november um keeps getting pushed back like i just i'm ready to I put know. this story to rest i know and the more it like gets pushed off it sort of desensitizes you to the to the magnitude, magnitude. of the crimes 100 percent. that's how i feel Okay, our competing big story of the day. Leah Michelle is taking over for Beanie Feldstein in Funny Girl on Broadway. The news came out um, this week. Leah Michelle is set to take over Beanie Feldstein's starring role in Funny Girl, the Broadway production announced on Monday. The announcement comes on the heels of Beanie's shocking Instagram post late on Sunday in which she revealed she was leaving the show earlier than expected. Leah will begin performances on Tuesday, September 6th alongside the cast and Tony nominee Tova Feldsha Felcha, who will be taking over for Jane Lynch. Didn't so, even know Jane Lynch was a part of it. Oh, you didn't know that? And so no, now another element of this extremely layered story is that Leah Michelle and Jane Lynch will not even overlap at all, even that, though they were technically supposed to because of Jane's date. Do you think that Jane hates Leah? Yeah. Leah? So, okay, let's start from the beginning. Let's unpack this. Because of the glee. I read a, like an expose. People, are, there's not like a... Nobody knows really the truth of what happened, but there was this big expose that came out this morning, and I did read it. And essentially what it was is... Who put out the expose? I don't want to say their name, because they're discussing publication who should rot. Oh, okay, cool. But nevertheless, and if it's probably filled with as many lies as the article they wrote about us, then I shouldn't believe a word of it. Mm -hmm. So, basically, Beanie was cast, and almost immediately, the reviews were abysmal. Um, She is not a great singer, and not only is it Broadway where you have to be a great singer, the role of Fanny, the, all the songs, of course, Don't Rain on My Parade. When you think of all the songs, it's like the, it's really a role for one of the greatest singers in the world, not a girl who can sing. Not a girl who can carry a tune. Right. And I feel like a lot of us didn't even know that Beanie could sing, and it's just one of those things like a party trick, you know? Like, she mm-hmm. has a nice voice. She probably performed in the talent show. So I, it does feel like, you know, when, when Funny Girl was announced and they were doing the casting, you know, the directors went out of their way not to cast Leah Michelle. She's so the obvious choice. First of all, she looks like Barbara Streisand. She is notorious for being obsessed with Funny Girl as Leah Michelle and also as Rachel Berry. Uh, there's a generation of people who only know what Funny Girl is because of Rachel Berry and Leah Michelle. So it's like they really went out of their way not to choose her. And of course, you know, business is business. They didn't want to be associated with someone who's having like a big scandal at the time. And I do think that was a mistake because Beanie was a flop almost instantly. And it's not for lack of trying. I think what I read was that in the beginning, she was a delight to work with. She knew the reviews were negative, but the, you know, the production rallied around her. It was always really warm. But where things got really icky is like Beanie got COVID and then she took a break a little bit. So the understudy Julie Benko played, who was unbelievable because she's a Broadway star. Um, And people started coming for Julie Benko. And I think a lot of people thought when Beanie left, Julie would replace her because she was phenomenal. Um, and that's just always like an unco- your understudies like should be good but not better than you. Yeah. Um, and so that's where things started to get icky. And then in June, early June, there was an article from Gawker that Leah Michelle was in talks with the production to take over once Beanie left. And when Beanie read that, she became like incensed. No one from the production was allowed to talk to her. They only had to talk to her team. She was going to leave early. She was always going to leave early and then randomly posted on Instagram that she's leaving even earlier. Nobody even knew that she was posting that. Like something about the Leah Michelle like set her off. I'm sure. Which is funny because when she got the part, she was doing press for the Monica Lewinsky show. And of course, Andy being like the shady 
shady shaderston that he is asked her about it and she was like oh my god i didn't even know like this was a thing i don't know this woman at all like she had no well she said she had no clue about like the drama so if you don't know her and you don't know about like the rachel barry of it all like why did the lee michelle news bother you so much you knew you were only doing it for six months someone else was gonna have to do it yeah so what the leah being the person after her like allegedly made her really mad and caused even more strife within the production. But they had an inside source from the production team talking to this insider article. And essentially, the takeaway was, like, Beanie was horrendous. The reviews were abysmal and embarrassing. But they decided to stand behind her, you know? Stick with her and just ride it out. But then ticket sales were dropping so low. And, like, a production is has investors it's a business you you this is a business so they were making you know plans for a big star to come in and obviously it was it should have always been leah michelle um and that really pissed beanie off but now i want to talk about the the decision to go with leah because i for one am absolutely overjoyed the good news news. like leah michelle was meant to play this role say what you want about her leah michelle is one of the most talented singers actresses and broadway stars of our time this role couldn't have been written was written as much for her as it was written for Barbara Streisand. Like, it's literally, I do have to say, I love that they're, even though Beanie didn't work out, I do love that both of the girls are Jewish because it's a Jewish role, and, like, I just love that. It's so authentic. Um, And Leah's going to be marvelous. And people on Broadway and, like, the theater space are, like, enraged. They hate it. But talent is talent, and nobody can sing like Leah Michelle. I'm sure she knows the play by heart already. She didn't even have to go to rehearsal. She'll just show up on the first day and do everything she's ever done. She's going to be sensational, and you can either fight it or you can lean in and Who try and get fight tickets. It aside from Beanie, I guess the Broadway people, but like Leah's a Broadway girly. No, people who think she's extremely difficult to work with. That was like the her big oh, scandal. Right, right, right. Her big scandal on Glee was that she was a nightmare. And we knew a little bit about it from Naya Rivera's book, but it didn't really blow up until a lot of the cast members started to talk about it. Mm. Um, and now it's just like a general thing. Like Leah's a diva and she's mean and she's a bitch and she hides people's wigs. I do believe the uh, scandal has humbled her to no end. I have to imagine she will be an absolute delight to work with this time around to prove everyone wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, you know what? It's going to be great. And that's literally all that matters. Like people come to a Broadway show for the singing, the dancing, the acting. And nobody does it better than Leah. So you can fight it. But as Kurt Hummel once said, she might be difficult, but boy, can she sing. Totally. And you know what? Like you're... There, there's no one better. I'm sorry. There's no one better. People were disappointed it wasn't Julie Banko, the understudy. And you know what? She probably would have been great too. But they need a star. Beanie was supposed to be... They need to breathe life into this production. And Beanie was supposed to reprise the role, win the Tony, like be that girl. And she was not even close to being that girl. And they should have done Leah from the beginning. And now they're making it right. And I'm sure Leah wanted to be the one to reprise the role and be eligible for the Tony and have it be her thing. But I'm sure she's just fucking grateful to be getting the role now. And she'll be great. And if you hate her, then that's fine. But you can't deny that she's going to be excellent. And I would be shocked, really shocked, if she behaves in the way that she did when she was younger. Agreed. After everything that has happened. No, she's going to be heavenly. I imagine she has learned a lot. Yeah. And will be singing a different tune. Literally. Though in the same gorgeous pitch. Yeah. I'm the, and by the way, the production must be happy with their choice. Literally, the resale value on their tickets is... You want a shitty seat? It'll cost you $800 for opening night. Of course, you have to go. I'm trying everything that I can. 
if you watch Glee, like, you know the, if you don't know what we're talking about, like, you don't know why this is a big deal, but if you watch Glee, like, you know the cultural significance of Rachel Barry, of Leah Michelle, of Fanny Bryce, of Funny Girl, and, like, the fact that literally art, it, well, life is imitating art right now is just so crazy. And the fact that really it's, like, the fans and the outcry that probably played a really big role in this, I do feel like oftentimes, you know, we'll, we'll all say so-and-so should be so-and-so, and they're like, shut up, you don't make right, the decision. Right, But I do feel like the fandom really helped sway the decision here. I would have been also really happy if it was Shoshana Bean, another Jewish queen who has one of the best voices I've ever heard in my life. But um, I'm happy with this decision Perhaps as well. next. You know what I did think was interesting about I read in the article? Um, just like a conflict of interest thing is that Beanie and Leah Michelle have the same talent agent. So like, it's kind of like, like a conflict of interest. That is weird. Yeah. I'm sure. Like how can you represent your client to the best of your abilities when you also have the interests of another client who you want to represent to the best of their abilities? Damn. It's weird. Yeah. This whole thing is like so dramatic and I would love to really, really, everything I've said here is purely like, Speculation. Speculation. I was going to say skepticism. But there is so much smoke here from not even that article that you read. I heard many similar things. You know, there's Dumois. There's mm -hmm. other insiders saying this and that. There's so much smoke. And by the way, just looking at it on its face, it's like Beanie was cast. There was a lot of, you know, excitement for Leah Michelle, and it kind of eclipsed Beanie's casting and everyone mm -hmm. said should have been her. Now Beanie's stepping back. She's announcing too early. And then they also announced Leah Michelle. Like, no, there's, there's something there. a fire. And, you know, for a role like this, reprising a role, Beanie would have ordinarily, in this situation, done it for a year. And then a couple weeks ago, it was like, there's only a few more months to see Beanie. And then people put together that she was only doing it for six months, which is just bizarre. And now she, she's ending early. She will have done it for four months. Damn. Yeah. And, you know, I do kind of feel bad for Beanie because it's, like, so awkward and whatever. And I do believe she tried her best, and I don't think she's a mean person or a bad person, but it just wasn't the right role for her. And she was miscast from the very beginning. Like, the one thing about Fanny Bryce is, like, you have to be able to sing. And all the reviews were about her singing abilities. Um, and I do feel bad for her, and it must be, like, so awkward, these remaining, like, 15 shows, because there's still, like, 15 days till I, the end of the month. I, you should go see it because then you can and really compare. compare. And then you could come here and tell us. you And don't go by the reviews because, honestly, reviews, like, are subjective. Past, are so subjective we never agree with the reviews that's true actually but you know what you're probably I'm, going love I'm about to expose myself hard I've never seen Funny Girl the, the movie. movie or the play I don't even I know like the plot of it so the first time I see it like I really want it to be Leah mm. like that's why I feel like it would be so special because my, my only real association with Funny Girl I think you should watch Girl, the movie I think you should see Beanie and then you should go see Leah so that you can come here and be an expert on the matter you know what I think you're right that's a fun activity for you. Hey, Mr. Uh, and by the way, like, ask me how upset oh, I was wait. that I wasn't even considered. After Shoshana. After Shoshana. <clears throat> hey, Mr. Onstein, here I am. I march my band out. I'll beat my drum. And if I'm fed out. Your turn at bat, sir. At least I didn't fake it, hat, sir. I guess I did make it. Get ready for me, love, cause I'm a comer. I've simply gotta march my heart to drum and know. But it don't nobody is gonna rain on my parade. So it should have been me, but um, I'm happy for Leah Michelle. Happy for her, and I'm happy for Fanny Brassenstrass are also like devastated to have been overlooked. It should be Fanny Bryce. 
Also, and Strice is the understudy. Yeah. But I was dying this morning. I had an epiphany. Mm. When we were talking about Fanny Bryce, I was like, Fanny Bryce and Strice. Right. But also, he's Strice and. No. Literally, if we don't get tickets, I'm going to die. Like, Yeah. No, you need tickets. You need to watch the movie. You have homework to do. Yeah. You do. I do. Because I want to know from an expert. Not yeah. from the reviews. Not from the articles. You know what I would love to know? Hmm. Barbara's opinion. Who does she think? She's obviously so close to the role. Like, who does she think should play it? And what are Barbara's thoughts on Leah Michelle? Because when Leah Michelle was up and coming before the disgrace, um, she really was like the next Barbara. You know, she didn't get her nose done. Neither did Barbara. And she didn't get it done because Barbara didn't get it done. Like, she was like the modern Barbara Streisand. Like, what does Bar- Barb's think? Yeah. They either have a very close relationship or none at all. Yeah, I could see Barbara like thinking Leah was annoying. But you know what? Like... <laughs> I think Barbara's annoying. <laughs> totally. I just <laughs> but really... But annoying people don't like annoying people. No, and like, I'm sorry, if you want to be like a theater girly, like, you are annoying. Like, you have to be singing so all the true. time. Like, I, I, people think I'm annoying because, and I don't even like have that good of a voice. Like, literally, in order to be Rachel Berry slash Leah Michelle, like, you have to be the most annoying girl in the world. You can't be like a shy little wallflower. Oh, it doesn't me? Work. Like, right. no, it doesn't work. Yeah. It comes with the territory. Except for Gabriella Montez. But then she really broke out of her shell. And you know what? Hot take. Her voice wasn't that good. No, it wasn't. But that was like the point. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. If we, we have must. exhausted. If we must. We have exhausted. And now it's time for the Emmy nominations, which have been dropped. And here are the complete list of nominees. We are going to react and share our votes. Okay. As we always do, even though we don't watch the Emmys. It's always nice to hear what, you know people think is popular and good and I watch way more tv than I do movies so when it comes to like the big award shows I think the one I probably have the most invested in is the Emmys because I haven't seen a movie well I saw Top Gun and it was so good but other than that yeah best comedy Abbott Elementary so good Barry unfamiliar Curb Your Enthusiasm so good Hacks oh The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season stunk Only Murders in the Building Mm, that's tough Ted Lasso Oh, shit. What we do in the shadows. Okay, so I do think as much as... Um, I, I don't think Hacks is going to win. I think it'll be between Abbott Elementary and Only Murders in the Building. Abbott Elementary is so good. Yeah, you know what's funny? You would like, love it, by the way. all the shows that I've seen here, they're amazing. So that would just say to me, like, then I should watch the other shows in the category because I'd probably like them too you should watch Abbott Elementary it's all about the campers and it has like such camper counselor energy oh, you told me just, I like, just doing have, the best for the kids I have so much on my contemplate I still haven't watched the summer I turned pretty okay it's like literally 30 minute episodes it's good to watch like mindlessly I haven't turned my TV on aside from homework and Southern Charm in weeks like, okay one day just put it on your plate next best best actress in a comedy Rachel Brosnahan, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She wasn't good. I'm sorry. I love Mrs. Maisel. This was not the season for any of them to win anything. Okay. And they had their time. Yeah. And their time, I feel like, has passed. And maybe when their final season, they'll have another time. Or when they do something noteworthy, because this last season was literally atrocious. Yes. Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary. Mm, she's going to win. Kaylee Cuoco, The Flight Attendant. No. Elle Fanning, The Great, Show Stinks. <laughs> Issa Rae, Insecure. Mm. Jean Smart, Hacks. Uh, Jean Smart won last year. And honestly, like, if Hacks wants to keep winning Emmys, they have to give us more fucking Deborah Vance and no more Ava. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Abbott Elementary is going to get this one. Okay. Best Actor in a Comedy. Donald Glover, Atlanta. Bill Hader, Barry. I don't know. Nicholas Holt, The Great. Oh. Steve Martin, Only Murders in the Building. Martin Short, Only Murders in oh. the Building. Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. Oh, Jason Sudeikis. Um, but that's Ted really Lasso tough. swept last year. We were we hadn't watched oh, Ted Lasso right. yet, but they won everything. Will they win again? 
I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that too. Interesting that Steve Martin and Martin Short are up against each other. That's like always awkward and cute. Yeah. And if I had to give it to one of them, it would be Martin Short. His character is so fucking funny. Yeah, he's he does it the most. Yeah. Even though Steve Martin's also great, but his character's just not as you don't look forward to hearing him talk. He's like uh, kind of dreadful. Like <laughs> Yeah, but that's the point. It's yeah, yeah. The contrast. Yeah. Supporting actress in a comedy. Alex Borstein, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. No. Hannah Einbender, Hacks. No. It's funny that she's supporting considering they're really 50-50, but um, I think whatever. like, and especially this season, she was really 50-50. Last season, there was more Deborah than Ava, and now they're equal, and it ain't right. Janelle James, Abbott Elementary. Kate McKinnon, SNL. Sarah Niles, Ted Lasso. Cheryl Lee Ralph, Abbott Elementary. Juno Temple, Ted Lasso. Hannah Waddingham, Ted Lasso. Hannah Waddingham was great. Yeah. Um, they, all, they all are great. I, I don't have a winner yep. in my mind. Supporting actor in a comedy. Anthony Carrigan, Barry. Brett Goldstein, Ted Lasso. Toheeb Jamo, Ted Lasso. Nick Muhammad, Ted Lasso. Tony Shalhoub, Mar- The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Tyler oh. James Williams, Abbott Elementary. The worst character in Marvelous Mrs. Mabel is Tony Shalhoub. Like, he is the actual definition of full of dread. Like, he's <laughs> so miserable and so annoying and, like, literally, like, not a good dad. Um, also, when they put this list together, they should say Sydney Sweeney, Cassie in Euphoria. Like, I'm I don't sure know if have these actors' li- names, you okay. know? I'm sure that there is a list with that, but okay. the New York Post had no time for that. Okay. Uh, Henry Winkler, Barry, and Bowen Yang, SNL. Mm, happy I know, for him. I know. Happy for him. Best drama show. Okay. Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm so fucking over that show, even though I never watched it, never watched the first one. It's Did you just watch Breaking like, Bad? No. Oh. It's just like, that time has passed. Goodbye. I know. It's like, move on already. Like, Euphoria. Yeah. Ozark. Mm-hmm. Severance. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never watched that, but it sounds good. Squid Game. Mm. Stranger Things. Mm. Succession. 22 mm. nominations for Succession, by I heard the way. 24. Oh, wow. They snuck two more in. And Yellow Jackets. Also, I've heard good things about that. This is a very tough category. Who would you give it to? Um, it's hard to say because I would only give it to the ones that the I've The ones seen. that I've watched, which is not fair. I mean, because I don't watch Ozark, but people say it's the best show of all time. So like, Also, like, where the fuck is Yellowstone? Where oh, the fuck? Where the fuck is Yellowstone? Because that's who should get it. 100%. Because honestly, not Succession. Why? Because Succession is, like, good... For how bad it is, you know? No, no. Like, they, they have all the makings of a good show, except everyone is dreadful. Yeah, but, like... Each episode is, like, slower than the next. It always feels like the rug is about to be pulled out from under them, yet they're still afloat. It's so good. Like, you know, Kendall goes off the deep end and exposes his whole family, yet they're not exposed. Right, right, right. There's, you know? like, no real consequences. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's, like, a metaphor on the 1%, you know? Perhaps, but, like, it's, like, nothing happens, yet every episode they're, like, it's so tense and everything's about to happen. Yeah. Except the last episode right. of the season was incredible because those little shits got what they deserved. 100%. And Tom is everything. Yes. No, that last episode, like, saved Made the whole the show for me because I couldn't keep watching the likes of Kendall win. Yeah. Best actor in a drama. Jason Bateman, Ozark, Brian Cox, Succession, Lee Jung-jae, Squid Game, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, Adam Scott, Severance, Jeremy Strong, Succession. Happy for all them all. Mm-hmm. Best Actress in a Drama, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve, Laura Linney, Ozark, Melanie Linsky, Yellow Jackets, Sandra Oh, Killing Eve, Reese Witherspoon, The Morning Show, Zendaya, Euphoria. Mm, Zendaya. Okay, Yellowstone has to be in a different category because where's Beth Dutton? Where's Kevin Costner? No, it's giving snub. It's giving big fat fucking snub. Totally. I'm continuing to look. Maybe it's, you know, a, a musical. <laughs> because I don't see it anywhere. Well, it really was a great year for TV. 
It really was. And there's but a there lot. there isn't like a one show like, I always think of Queen's Gambit because that was like the last time well, something Well, that's limited true. series. And by the way, that is, um, there's a lot of them. White Lotus got so many nominations. No, but I mean, there isn't like one show that I feel like is going to sweep every category. But you might feel that way about the limited series because those are buzzier. There's Dope Sick, The Dropout, Inventing Anna, Pam and Tommy, and White Lotus. No, I don't think any of those. Swept? Like any are of those. sweep. And White Lotus is coming back for season two, so how is it a limited series? Be, uh, because it's like an all-new cast? I don't know. Oh, actually, that kind of does make sense. Um, but also, some other people were act- nominated for a limited series, such as Sarah Paulson for Impeachment, Margaret Qualley oh, for sorry. Maid. Sarah Paulson in Impeachment was incredible. Like, you literally wanted to murder that woman. She was so pathetic. Um, and Margaret Qualley was sensational mm-hmm. in Maid. Yeah. How are you her? And she's engaged... Good time to be Margaret Quayley. Totally. So that's, you know, the gist of it. Happy for everyone. Um, nice to see people achieving their dreams. And it's great. I'm ready yeah. for my uh, daytime Emmy for outstanding performance in the greatest web show of all time. Yeah, I'm ready for my Webby. I think it's time, actually, that the Emmys, like, embrace digital. There should actually, like, not to make everything about me. Be a podcast award. Yeah. It's such a big category. Yeah. There could be a whole show, The Potties. You know, comedy, drama, no, but then it's like nobody crime. wants a potty. You know, like there should just be like one category mm. in the Emmys that isn't. It really should. Like in the same way that like The View and but it's RuPaul. It's not fair to compare all the the just one category for podcasts because but like, the biggest categories, which would be like news, comedy, like whatever. Uh, what else is on there? And maybe like um, what's Sports? like story. You know, like, yeah, like fictional. Yeah. Yeah. True crime. Like there should be like three or four because the same way, like, and it's obviously not at the real Emmys, like at the daytime Emmys, the same way that like the view can win and RuPaul wins and Nicole Byer got nominated for nailed it. Like the more abstract versions of television, mm-hmm. but I guess like podcast is literally not television. Right. So. so there needs to be the potties, but they need to be distinguished. And so that you would want a potty and that you are a P got, you know, yeah, or a pre got. Oh, that's the. Penultimate. Wait, I had something to say. Excuse Someone, me. Pre-got. We need potties. Razzie. Razzie. Emmys. Grammys. Oscar. Tony. If you can get all of those, then you are an icon. And oh. not before. I was reading about someone and they were so close to an EGOT and we forgot to mention them. And like, I think the only one he's missing as an Oscar is Ben Platt. He's a Tony, a Grammy, and an Emmy. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. I don't know how he'll get an Oscar because he's really into music now, not so much acting, except for the politician. Well, he could write a song for a movie. He could be in a movie musical. Right. He'll do it at some point. Yeah, I think he'll be an EGOT coming up. Will he be a pre-GOT, though? Actually, though, definitely uh, Ed Dearman Hansen was eligible for a Razzie because it was terrible. So he's actually a re He just needs a podcast now. Right, and an Oscar. Yeah, no, someone, like, work on the potties. Why not? You guys love award shows. Yeah, because, like, a lot of... Why don't you do it for shit people actually consume? Right, and a lot of people... Because more people listen to certain podcasts than watch these shows TV shows, it's about. true. But also... Especially in the late night category, woof. Yeah, that's true. But also... Not to wake the Strice brothers, <laughs> but woof. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's hard to talk sometimes. Yeah, terrible. Um, and I don't even remember what I was wanting to say. This is my experience. Yeah, wait, hold on. So being, what were you talking about? And then I always lose my train Podcasts. of thought. Podcasts. People actually consume. Before Woof. that. Before that. Pre-got. 
Ben Platt. Oh, because there are a couple podcast awards that are like put together by iHeartRadio, but iHeartRadio produces their own podcast and it's literally fraudulent. No, it's not merit-based. Ooh, 100%. <laughs> okay, are we ready to move on yes. to some of our lighter fare yes. for the day? It's been a heavy day so far. I know. And I feel like we've been podcasting for- We're heavy girls. Two hours. I know. We are heavy girls. <laughs> Heavy, heavy. You got so, so heavy, heavy, baby. Yeah. Do you think there's any two people on the planet who can like include more different random show tunes, songs, commercial jingles into their everyday <laughs> vernacular conversations? No. And we're holding back because we know it's not everyone's favorite, favorite when we sing. That has to be like some sort of talent, right? I totally agree. When you said you're not excellent at anything, that's wrong. No, like grabbing musical references at the drop of a hat. Right. And that's why we deserve a potty. Uh-huh, Our next story, Pete Davidson says he's definitely a family guy and wants to have a kid. He said, quote, that's like my dream. So Pete Davidson is on Kevin Hart's Heart to Heart series on Peacock and a new sneak peek has dropped in which he talks about his desire to become a father, admitting that he's looking forward to eventually starting a new, quote, chapter of his life. Quote, my favorite thing ever, which I have yet to achieve. I want to have a kid. That's like my dream. It's like super corny. And then Hart said, that's not super corny. That's the best goddamn thing you could do in your life. This is such a precious conversation. Precious. And Davidson said, it would be so fun. Dress up the little dude. That's kind of what I'm just preparing for now. It's just trying to be as good as a dude, develop and get better. So when that happens, it's just easier. I mean, apparently this isn't the first time he's said this, but obviously now we're all looking at it through the context of Kim because we've said many times as much as we ship so much, like the age difference is a real thing. And Kim already having four kids um, and Pete, you know, being so young, not having kids of his own, maybe it's something he wants. And now we know that's something he wants. Like it does make you think. And it's not just something he wants. It's the thing. And it seems like everything that he's doing and working towards is so that he can be the best dad when the time comes. And this isn't like a negotiable thing. No. And it's like, not like, oh, I could be a dad if I wanted to, or maybe being a stepdad would fulfill me. He's saying, I want my own kid. And now you have to look at the lady in his life. And Kim wants more kids. She said in April when she was asked, when the whole family was asked who's going to have as many kids as Chris, like that's six kids and Kim has four. I think they're going to have kids together. Kim has frozen eggs because she did use yeah. a surrogate for Chicago and Psalm. Uh, and Saint. Was she pregnant once or twice? She was pregnant twice. twice. Yeah. Um, so if you read, if you put it all together, Kim and Pete will be having a family. I kind and you heard of, it here first. You want to hear like a crazy take? I do. I love that for sure, for sure. Um, but I kind of like wish Pete like already had a kid. Do you know what I mean? Um, and like maybe like, I just think he should have a baby with Carly Aquilino. <laughs> I can't explain it. Okay. But I just watched that Pete Davidson and Friends thing and like she was on it and like they're obviously really close and they used to date so they obviously have love for each other. They've had sex before. And I don't know. I just feel like that's who he should have a kid with and then get back together with him. I wonder if Kim would be open to it. But, like, if Kim really wants more kids, if she wants more kids just as badly as he wants kids, why the hell not? They love each other. They're obviously committed to each other. I know, just, and as much as I love them, and I don't want to be a naysayer at all, like, the age difference just does give me pause. That's it. But what part of it? Because for most people, it's like, an age difference really becomes a difference, becomes an issue when With someone kids. wants kids and either the other person doesn't want kids or... Already has. Already has. Or if, you know, she's of a certain age and she doesn't have her eggs frozen, like that could pose an issue in actually getting pregnant. But like everything is there. 
No, I know. I guess it just seems like too convenient, you know? I'm sure they thought about these things before they all went public and said, we want more kids and I mean, we love each other. How long have they been together now? Eight months. Let's also talk about the trailer Ten that dropped. Months. Sorry, I have no clue what time it is. Like, when was Knott's Berry Farm? October, right? Because SNL was when you were in BVI's. Where Which was, was October. Okay. So it was a little later than that. So say they started, they got serious in, in, in October, November. That's 10th month. Now we're in the 7th month. Nine, Nine months they've been together. Yeah. Perhaps no. a kid is coming next month. And let's also talk about the trailer for season two of that of the Kardashians that dropped, which made me excited that we're getting a season two so close to the end of season one. Um, I was a little annoyed that, like, we're seeing Met Gala content, and it's coming out in September. So, like, we're going to be watching May at the end of the year. Like, it's, it just feels slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, everyone is quaking over the one scene where she's like, babe, do you want to shower with me real quick? And he, like, throws his cigarettes on the ground and walks away from Chloe and, like, runs into the... The dressing room. Really cute. So cute. I'm really excited for more. Me too. Um, I'm I just like want, impatient. I want my Kardashians more. <laughs> I really do want my Kardashians now. No, I really do. I want more. I want them every week. I want them never to be off. Like, I'm sure that would be really hard for them, but it would be good for me. So yeah. So that's all it. that matters. Yeah. Especially when the show, like, you're going to make a premium show. We're going to be addicted. Yeah. Sorry. I just can't I guess that's how people feel about the toast. Oh my God. You know, because people always say like, I'm so happy the girls are taking off, but like, I'm not okay. Right, right. So you're basically saying we're the digital Kardashians is what you just said. No, I think like anyone would have said that. Just I, the way that like we feel about the Kardashians, people feel about our show. Isn't that so like nice and humbling? It is nice. Because we just like sit here. And like fart. Like and talk and get the shy's brother sleeping and like right. their only audience and they're sleeping. How it's, good could we be? It's so offensive and disrespectful. But they're so gorgeous when they're sleeping. I'm a gorgeous sleeping man. You love to come to work with mama. Oh, big stretch from my you angel. You love to come to work with mama. You look so good and delicious. I want to eat you for breakfast. Bruno's sleeping on some holiday merch and he told me, Mom. It's your best work yet. This is gorgeous merch. Thank you, mommy. You're I welcome. I said, Bruno, anytime. Welcome, Bruce. You're welcome. You're welcome, Fanny Brassenstrassen. Um, so, Pete wants kids and that's just not something I expected honestly yeah but I think he should have them I think he should have them with Kim assuming that's what all interested parties want and they love each other yeah you know it makes me think of obviously Travis and Courtney from this season um trying to get pregnant and then I was just thinking how Courtney didn't freeze her eggs yeah which obviously makes sense because she got pregnant by accident and then just like kept getting pregnant um but I just feel like they're so, like, good about that. You know, like, Chloe was freezing her eggs a couple seasons ago. Mm-hmm. I just figured Courtney would have some on ice. Yeah, but she has three kids. But she, and she didn't need to. Like, yeah. And she, I don't think she ever thought she would be at a place in her 40s where she wanted to have kids with her husband, you know? Yeah, she yeah. never even wanted to get married. Wow. Yeah. Just goes to show you, man plans, God laughs. Man plans, God laughs. Man plan, God laughs. And it, you know what? I know what it really goes to show you? You'll never regret freezing your eggs. And that we're all just kids. At heart. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, are you ready for our fifth and final story? I really, honestly, and truly am. A little sports news. A little SN? SN. Derek Cheater admits to the 2001 interview that led to a fallout with his friend A-Rod. He said he's, quote, not a true friend. Wait, who did this? So, 
Who's the Derek first? Jeter. Okay, like I literally think of them as the same person. So you're like, A-Rod had a falling out with A-Rod? <laughs> okay, here's the deets. Derek Jeter has a new docuseries coming out about mm-hmm. himself called The Captain, in which he talks about like the end of his friendship with A-Rod, who was also a shortstop in the industry. For the and Yankees. at one point, they were close. A-Rod at the time was playing for the Texas Rangers, and Derek Jeter was playing for the Yankees. Okay. Now, they had a longtime friendship, and now he's detailing how it came to an end. In The Captain, a new ESPN docuseries about Derek Jeter's Hall of Fame career, the former shortstop says his friendship with A-Rod soured after A-Rod was interviewed for an Esquire story in 2001. During the interview with Esquire, the interviewer asked A-Rod whether he thinks there was a rivalry between him and Derek Jeter outside of their friendship because they're both like these amazing shortstops. And shortstops, I guess. They played the same oh, position. Oh, okay. I, I would have thought Derek Jeter was a pitcher, but that's just me. We want a pitcher, not a belly itcher. pitcher, pitcher, pitcher. Honestly, I want a pitcher. I want a belly Same. I want a belly itcher. Okay, wait. What did he do? Okay, so this is the quote from the 2001 Esquire interview that Derek Jeter is holding on to. Obviously, Derek Jeter is the kind of man to hold a grudge. Yeah, but you know what? And I might have said that before... before events unravel, but now it just seems like A-Rod is the fucking worst. Well, no, it like, does seem like it's funny when you think of them side by side, because I don't really think of Derek Jeter much, because he retired like a hero. He got married to the most gorgeous Sports Illustrated cover star, Hannah. And now he like lives a quiet life. I think he made good investments. He's very wealthy. He's not being thirsty at all. Whereas like A-Rod's post-baseball career has been just like one disgrace after another. Yeah. So here's what A-Rod said in 2001. No, there's not a rivalry at all. Not even. I mean, rivalry? Like, ours is such a brotherhood that there's definitely no rivalry there. And it's weird because even with my brother, we have a little rivalry. But with Derek, I'm his biggest fan, and I think it's vice versa. While A-Rod continued to compliment Derek Jeter during the interview, the interviewer continued to press him on the subject. Mm -hmm. And A-Rod said he's reserved, quiet. Jeter's been blessed with great talent around him, so he's never had to lead. He doesn't have to. He can just go and play and have fun and hit second. I mean, you know, hitting second is totally different than hitting third or fourth in a lineup because you go into New York trying to stop Bernie Williams and Paul O'Neill and everybody. You never say, don't let Derek beat you. That's never your concern. Okay, that's like shady and mean. Yeah, but he's, it sounds like he started out trying to say only nice things and he was continuing to The journalist was being a pest. Right, but then he ultimately, you know. Gave him what he wanted. Gave it, and I don't think he didn't feel that way, you know. It's not like the crazy meanest thing to say. And I think 21 years. But to say he's never had to lead and like his docuseries is called the captain oh right that i think was like his whole thing he's a leader and by the way when you think of the yankees you think of Derek jeter when i think of the yankees i think of george costanza okay but if you had to think of a player let me like actually think probably Derek jeter you know what it is i don't think of the yankees (laughs) (laughs) literally ever (laughs) i think of the mets because ben's friend pete plays on the mets when you think of the mets who do you think of pete alonso king vip no uh mvp Mike Piazza, please. <laughs> no, put when, some respect on. His when name. I think of the Mets, like pre, you know, knowing the star player and like being best friends with him and his wife. Um, but before that, when I think of the Mets, I think of oh, when I think of the Yankees, I think of Tamara Judge, of course, and her son Aaron. Aaron, yeah. No, you think of Derek Jeter. I'm sure if I asked you that before this, like now, it's in your head. Anyways, that's the quote that upset Derek. I hope they, um, I mean, you don't have to be friends with everyone forever, but like this isn't like a real reason to like literally hold a grudge for 21 years. Mm, yeah, I guess it's been a long time. But what I wanted to say is reading about Derek Jeter and just like his personality, and especially now reading that interview from A-Rod, reminds me of Mariah Carey's book when she dated Derek Jeter. You know, I never finished that book. It's so good, but it was 
written very dense, um, very dense. The author had a lot every every sentence like there's no wasted word right and there's a lot in there so um, what did she say about Derek Jeter just that she like she really loved him he was such a great guy he was so sweet and they had a really great relationship she loved his family really nothing negative Aww. to say just like wasn't a match yeah but that he kind of like was this like soft-spoken I believe guy. it yeah and I like love him and his wife like yeah. she's a great follow on Instagram can't recommend it enough love and I don't know, I, if you had never said, like, said the name Derek Jeter, he probably wouldn't have popped into my mind for at least 15 years. And so it's nice to be reminded of a New York hero. And now you could go like when you have dinner with Ben and you could be like, oh my God, I hear about that Jeter docuseries. Crazy about the A-Rod tea. Totally. Maybe I'll actually watch it. Ben would love that. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice thing you could Even do. though like I love ESPN and their, you know, thirst for cinema, but I have watched like two of their documentaries and they were two of the most long and dreadful things. Like the O.J. Simpson one, which I could never tire. Like the O.J. Simpson story is one of the craziest stories in American history, the Kardashian involvement. There's so Robert Shapiro. Like, there's so many things. Oh, my God. I couldn't keep my eyes open. It was so long. Then I watched the other one that everyone's talking about. Last Dance. Thank you. Um, and by watch, I mean, like, I gave it 15 minutes. And it was good, but I was just like, they're moving so slow. No, the only one I watch is the 30 for 30 about Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. That's that the only one you need to watch. Is a, a literal, like, the most important piece of art made in the last 20 so years. So if they need to do all this other crap just to once Subsidize. in a while make something like that, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, and I actually don't really know a lot about Derek Jeter. Like, and now that I'm like thinking about him, like hot. Who's like, I'm Derek? Into it. Yeah. What yeah. does Derek feel? What does Derek want? And like his name is Derek, you know? Yeah, no. Derek. But he, he's a firsty Derek. lasty, so I never think about the fact that his first name is Derek. Life and he's with Derek. Also Jeter. Right. They call him Jeter. And now saying Jeter a lot. Jeter. Sounds weird. Yeah. It's life Jeter, with Derek. Jeter, 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 Jeter. It's life with Derek. We have so many episode title names for today, but that. Let's talk about life with Derek for a second. About how literally <laughs> that girl wanted to fuck her stepbrother so bad. It was so fucking inappropriate and weird. That's what they should have called this docuseries. 30 for 30 and colon life with ESPN Derek. ESPN will never be it. Right. Because they're they'll, hung up on the captain. They'll never be that girl. No, but here's what Derek said. Living life with Derek. Just in case you're curious, let's just wrap this up because here's what Derek said about, about the okay. quote. As a friend, I'm loyal. I just looked at it as I wouldn't have done it. And then it was the media, the constant mm. hammer to the nail. They just kept hammering it in. It just became noise, which frustrated me. Just constant noise. You can say whatever you want about me as a player. That's fine. But then it goes back to the trust, the loyalty. This is how the guy feels. He's not a true friend is how I felt because I wouldn't do it to a friend. Yeah, like even if you're being pressed, like the fact that you can get yeah, like, to a point where you'll say something nasty about someone who's, who's your loyal friend is not something like, you want to be friends with. And I could see Derek seeing that and being like, oh, this is a friendship I want to shy away from. Not holding a grudge for 20 years and waiting for A-Rod to yeah, apologize. Just like, oh, when someone shows you who they are, Leave it's them. like if a fellow podcaster was being interviewed about like people and you know someone was like and how do you feel about Claudia and they were like oh yeah she's great she's nice and then they kept asking and then they said something like really nasty and shady like and something they obviously like had to think through like you would be so completely fucking done uh, with them totally. wouldn't give them a second thought and then and if it was someone that I'd spend a lot of time with privately and like was my friend yeah and then in 20 years if you were asked about like why you guys fell out just be like they said that and I understood that we're not friends right like I would never do that so I just wasn't interested in pursuing the friendship any further right which is fine literally when people show you who they are 
believe them. Right. And he wasn't wrong about A-Rod at the end of the day. No. You know? At the end of the day. All right. So I have a hot take. We've been podcasting for so long. I know. I can't do Dear Toasters because I have to pee so badly. No. And like we have and another have show, to pump, to, like, have another show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we had so much to catch up on today. We, I actually, we, I was going to say the same thing. Because you have to pump. Because and, I have to pump. And I just think it's better like, so what, we should do an hour and a half today and then 40 minutes tomorrow? Yeah, we no. got to spread it out. So we're going to move Dear Toasters to tomorrow. I just think it'll be better for everyone. That's our final show of the week. Um, and then we're back next week. Tomorrow is our final show of the week. Yes, tomorrow's our final show. And then we're back next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The schedule's on our Instagram. We love you guys. Thank you so much for an amazing show. And thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please fucking subscribe and give us video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.